Remember the Times podcast. Welcome to Remember the Times Podcast with Eric Olson and Travis King. Remember the Times Podcast is a podcast where you get to tell the world about your greatest true life stories. If you have a story you would like to share with the world, email us at rttimespodcast at gmail.com. Well, it's that time again. Here we are. Happy Friday. <laughs> so, uh, Eric is not here this week. Um, nope. So spring it is breaking. He's spring breaking at the Big D or the beach. Not really sure. I think he just told us he was going to the beach. I think he was. He got all his princess he's, gear on, and he yep. is at Disney this week. He's at Disney this week. So um, we have enlisted a new third seat. Or maybe Eric's the second seat and I'm the third seat. I'm not really sure. But everyone, welcome Riley. Riley. Riley's on the pod, on the podcast. Yay, Riley. The podcast tonight. Riley. <laughs> welcome, Riley. Welcome. Welcome. So she gets to um she gets to hear us on the other side where she can actually hear what's going on with people talking or whatnot because she's not shouldn't have headphones on and she doesn't have microphones. So to, tonight, tonight she, she gets she's to, part of the crew. Yeah, she gets to talk into the microphone and listen to what is happening. So welcome, Riley. Welcome to Podcat. <laughs> Say hello. Hey. To your future audience. <laughs> And apparently the cats are running around uh, having the zoomies, Fighting. so we get to hear that. So we have some really cool guests on. I've been super excited about this for a long time. Kenton and Rebecca Whitman from Rewild University. For any of you that do not know them, go please check out their YouTube channel, Rewild University, or their website, which is rewildu.com. That's R E. W-I-L-D-U.com. And they have courses, online courses, books. Kenton's written books. Um, videos, YouTube videos, videos, podcasts. They have a podcast where you can listen uh, to different things that they've been through or whatever. But we're going to talk to them tonight. And I'm super excited about this. Riley, what do you think? Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be fun. <laughs> Riley, did you have a good week? School. School. You had, school. Did you have a good week at school? Yeah. Did you, you do anything fun? Went outside a lot. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. It's been yeah. a nice week for going outside. It's been a nice week for going outside. <clears throat> we had a um, listener who gave us some peanut butter whiskey. Peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> yep. Thank you, David. Thank you, and, David. And uh, we're we, going to say thank you, Matt, even though Matt did not purchase said peanut butter whiskey. but We were going to break that open tonight, but we're going to wait until Eric is back, and we're going to make him... We're going to make Eric try it, and we know we need to... I partake this over crushed ice, explicit instructions of crushed ice. Apparently, we've been knocking the peanut butter whiskey, and we should give it a try. Give it a try, and yeah. I, I, I will. But why peanut I won't butter? Even try. I'm not really sure. David likes it. That's disgusting. That's what everybody says, and that's what I, I think, know. but we're going to try it. We're going to try it. And David and Matt, we have twisted their arms, and possibly we'll have them on soon. We keep we keep at them, <laughs> um, but we do have uh, another person coming on next week that we will talk more about after we figure that out. But we are going to have somebody new um, on next week. We've got some cool people lined up. Yeah, not necessarily in the next couple of weeks. Some people they can only do it um, like maybe mid May. 
Uh, excited about some of those. I don't want to talk about them yet because still working out some of the yeah, details. We got to solidify. But all of you who are listening, I just want to say thank you to all of our fans. We've had people reach out. And if you haven't quite done it yet, we need you to subscribe, uh, comment, like. share, all of that good stuff. That's the only way we can grow. If you want us to continue to do this, it's fun, but we need to grow. Mm. And so we are hoping that um, <laughs> my wife is trying to give me some instructions. She keeps breathing in the mic. I am a mic breather. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> so uh, It's his new thing. It's his new thing. Please. Yeah, like, subscribe. subscribe. Like. Please comment. Like, tell us how dumb or crazy or silly our shenanigans are. Um, if you, you know, want to be on... Yes, email seriously. us, rttimespodcast at gmail.com. If you just want to send us some hate mail, I'm up for that, too. Just tell us hey. what we can do better. Tell us what you like. Or we can just hold you over the fire while you're giving us the hate mail, you know, <laughs> whatever. We don't care. Just just tell us something. It's not the podcast anymore. It's the podcast. It's mm. the podcast. Podcast. Yes. Well, we, we have to keep it entertaining. Uh, so, you know, Cats. So how was your week, Melissa? It was uh, it was good. It was a lot of coming and going. Um, you know, usual mm. stuff. I mean, I know what you did, but yeah, people listening may not. There's a lot of driving in my week. I I see weird things. Um, well, you know, I take Lies to school and I go to work and then I go get him from school and then I go get you from school and then I come home and then whatever else happens after you guys are home and we've got to go somewhere else. So there's a lot of driving. But I always see weird things in my drives. <laughs> oh, like what? Like, I don't understand why. Why me? But when I am driving, it is inevitable that there is going to be someone using the restroom on the side of the road. <laughs> and I have to see this. Number one or number two? Number one. Oh, good. I don't think I've ever seen number two. But, you know, I'm driving on the interstate and there is a man on the side in the grass that's standing there and I see him out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, you know, driving down the road doing 70 miles an hour. And I was like, that was a man. And I look in my rearview mirror and he's facing the direction I am going and he's peeing on the side of the road. I don't know why. Maybe we could get him on the podcast. I don't want him on the podcast. <laughs> you might want <laughs> Why do I need to see people peeing while I'm driving? You just had to go. You know, you got to get your bladders full. You there was go. no car even. It's not like he pulled over and there was a car well, there. Maybe that was his favorite spot and he hiked out there. No, it's just bizarre. Can you find a water bizarre. bottle to pee in? <laughs> you would think, but maybe the... Um, the prisoners have already walked up and down the expressway and mm -hmm. picked up the garbage. I am not sure. So, yeah, I see a lot of weird things. I would say. Yes. Well, I guess I'm ready to podcast. Yeah, we're going to podcast tonight with Rewild University, Kenton and Rebecca. Um, I'm kind of a little bit excited about this because they're very much like you and they like to be outdoors so i think this is really cool that we you know maybe they're maybe they've got some good stories 
Yeah, I, I followed them when I was bushcrafting. I mean, I still do a little bit, but I, I follow them still. I still do a little bushcrafting, but right. Um, but it's but there's neat. so much more than that. They oh, do no doubt. wild edibles. Uh, you know, they speak on like mindfulness and meditating and clearing your mind. Um, they're just very cool people. And I think everyone will get a lot out of I'm hoping everyone will get a lot out of yeah. and they have kids. this podcast. Yep. Yeah, they have, they have two kids. girls. That they are raising uh, outside of the wilderness. Yeah, yep. which we'll, is kind of cool, you know. We'll find, hopefully we'll find out some of that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, we've kind of picked up on what they have on their website and kind of learned a little bit. Travis, Daddy, I guess, um, <laughs> knows more about it than I do, but I still think it's kind of neat. Just you know, not not typical everyday people that you see. Uh, on the street these people yep. are outside the box and yep. i like outside the box people well you saw that guy peeing on the side of the road he was definitely outside the box <laughs> and the bathroom and the bathroom there was no door yeah, definitely no door yeah let's play podcast let's podcast we have a guest we have a guest be my guest in listening to our guest Welcome our guest. Tonight's guest is Kenton and Rebecca. All right. Hey. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Nice. Well, I just want to thank you guys first and uh, for everybody listening. This is Kenton and Rebecca Whitman of Rewild University. We're so excited to have y'all on. I've been a huge fan for many years. I have to admit the past couple of years of the pandemic and working, I haven't, I'm trying to play catch up on your, your videos now. <laughs> um, Oh, well, but, uh, Melissa, thank you for having us. <laughs> thank you so much. This is really neat what you're doing. I think people are longing to connect more, and this is just a great opportunity. Well, I, I appreciate it. We're trying. We're, you know, we're kind of rough around the edges, but I think we get a little bit better <laughs> as we go on. Um, but you guys have uh, Rewild University, which is a YouTube channel, which you um, basically sh- you do um, – not survival. I don't want to say survival. You, you do. Maybe they should explain. Yeah. Well, well it's not bushcraft, and I know I know what it is, but I'm trying to craft my words well, carefully. But yeah, maybe maybe you can tell everybody exactly what it is. Would be great. Well, that's it is a little bit tricky because so Rewild University covers a whole host of basically educational things that we do, so online and in person, and. It all started with the YouTube channel Mm -hmm. covering mostly bushcraft type of things. But then we moved more into mindfulness, more of the the ideas that are behind rewilding, which basically has to do with not just nature connection, but kind of finding our natural selves, our natural mind and heart and, and physicality. And so, yeah, so we come at that from a lot of different angles. That's really cool. I know when I, I was really into big into bushcraft, I mean, I still am, but that community kind of got a little sour for me, but uh, that's where I found you. And I remember the first video that I had seen, you were, um, you had been asked to be on, maybe it was Naked and Afraid. It was one of those shows and you had turned it down and I really respected you for that because, oh, um, you, you know, everybody and their brother wanted to be on those type of shows. <laughs> I had a couple of, of, Offers, too, from Discovery Channel and History Channel that I had turned down. And, you know, I kind of 
at first kind of beat myself up over thinking, did I do the right thing? But when I came across your video, I was like, you said yeah. all the right things. And I felt, I felt good about not exploiting myself and my family for the sake of TV. Right. Yes. There's so much I think that people don't know about what goes on behind the scenes and how much control you don't have over what people get to see exactly. uh, yep. of, of what you experience. Yeah, it was a, a diffficult decision. It was what was it naked and afraid alone. We've had <laughs> right. <laughs> right. on the first season, but yeah, okay. we had a really good friend that was on a program and he was really disappointed. I mean, basically yeah. he was he was not portrayed correctly at all. Right. That's kind of sad. Yeah. That, it you is. know, yeah. that people want to go out and, and show their skills and show people what all they can do. And then media gets involved and changes uh, it. You know, I mean, that's not. And that's really what soured me in like the whole bushcraft community was, you know, there's a lot of people that are armchair experts that, you know, somebody would, would they would post something about something they had did that they were really proud of, and somebody else would come on there and just talk about how they could do it better, or you know, and it just it really yes. aggravated me. So I kind of I stepped away from that all for <laughs> a little while because I don't have to prove myself to anybody. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not out doing what you guys do. You guys are, are living the life, you know, and you always have been. Aww. But I've spent time, you know, I. Yeah, you'd wish that in all these communities, people would just respect each other and give each other helping hands. And but unfortunately, that's not what we see. And I think, you know, when I look at at our modern technology, our communication technology, it's it's really easy to sit on your computer at home and be really a jerk to somebody. Yeah, because you don't have to be there talking to them face to face. And it's, you know, I, I have hopes that we'll just keep shifting more and more towards being more respectful to each other yeah. online. And I see hints of that, but that's, well, I'm very optimistic. I think that's one of the things <laughs> I love about uh, our Rewild University YouTube channel is that people really are encouraging of each other. And mm-hmm. I feel like we learn and grow just as much as oh, sharing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a sharing community and it really is really inspiring uh, to hear from other people and the things they've experienced. Right. Right. And I know yeah. you've helped a lot of people out, even myself. I, you know, after the pandemic, it, it got a little different for me. But just when I was on my journey for trying to get healthy and, you know, listening to you, I remember you, you talking about thinking about foods in a different way where you just think of it as something nasty, you know, happening to them. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I would do that. Like there was so many times I had this craving for sugar and I would just think about, okay, this, you know, this was probably made and, you know, just thinking about the nastiest thing I could think of. And it, it really helped me get through oh. some of those hurdles. Um, and I also oh. really loved your, your forest monk, um, program. I know you still have it, but, uh, a couple of the gentlemen that you had on there that you were kind of documenting their, their journey, um, yeah. they were just, those were really inspiring and just, I thought they were, they were fantastic. Oh, Travis, when we hear that, that just fills us up. That's, that's <laughs> what it's all about for us is if we can help anybody out through our stuff, then that's, uh, well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are a breath of fresh air and as a lot of people are doing, you know, similar channels or whatever, I just think that you guys are above and beyond with, with just the different things that you teach and, and all that good stuff. And from what I understand, you, you got a, a book coming out. Do you want to talk about that at all? I know you haven't launched it yet, but um, if you oh, want to share see. it, I'm happy to hear. Let's see. There's the old one you probably saw, which is Chasing Turkeys. Uh-huh. So you want to talk about that one a little bit too? I'm, 
I, uh, oh. oh, we have to talk about that. <laughs> I, I suffered for too long not to talk about it now. No. <laughs> so Melissa was that asking one. me about that book, and I was like, well, we, we'll ask him about it. I know it's not the newest one you have coming out, but um, that, the title of it is fantastic. <laughs> you better talk about it. Yeah, you did I want to know, work. did you actually chase a turkey? <laughs> well, I chased a lot of turkeys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the whole concept is I wanted – I kind of hit this – early midlife crisis and and mm. I wanted to take a year and get in the just most best shape I could possibly get in and run after and catch a wild turkey with my bare <laughs> hands and then let it go because uh-huh. I'm kind of an animal lover but right right and of course this is impossible basically yeah because yeah, they can fly right right <laughs> yeah they do mm-hmm. <laughs> but they are not the smartest animal well, wild, so a wild turkey is Pretty intelligent. Wow. Domesticated turkey is not as right. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. They, you know, listen. They do have that reputation of not being smart, but yeah, I like to think of animals of all kinds having different kinds of intelligence. Right. And the turkey is this machine of pure awareness. It's right. Unbelievable. They can see 360 degrees. <laughs> Their vision is completely attuned to any movement. So. You know, I think I was all being sneaky, right. coming through a field at 300 yards away, and they just see me and take off. And oh, but Becca, you had to just suffer through. <laughs> oh man, so months and months shenanigans. Of. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this the book covers that kind of that whole journey and a bunch of the shenanigans for sure. Like. Oh, you know, chasing baby cows and <laughs> oh my gosh, some paintball gone wrong and all just crazy things. Uh, but you know, there also are some great messages in there too because you had a lot of revelations during that time. Mm. Yeah, connection with with this other animal yeah. that became kind of ended up sometimes calling it the ghost bird because <laughs> it was something I was trying so hard to connect with, but it was so elusive right and and the you know devoting yourself to something that basically you know is impossible but there's something about chasing after your dream even yeah if you, you don't think you can do it and i did actually catch a turkey but yeah i cheated well you call it <laughs> cheating i thought it was great yeah I mean, you know, you waited a long time in the cold snow for that. So it was exciting, too. We got it on film. Oh, wow. wow. Nice. I was hiding under a blanket and at this place where they you know, come up to feed. Yeah. It was actually my, at my dad's house. And so, yeah, I was under that blanket and there were turkeys all around me. And I had my hands there looking out <laughs> through this little crack waiting for a foot to come out. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was there. And all my years training there went into that one little grab because they're really fast. Yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, I caught a turkey. And that was wow. a that sensation. That's, uh, I don't think that's cheating at all. I mean, that's <laughs> – I don't. <laughs> it brought me back to a, sto- a story when I was younger that um, – we had a, a domestic chicken that was wild in the woods where I lived. And my dad's like, well, catch it, you know. And I did. It ran into like, bar- there was some barbed wire in the back of these woods. And I did end up catching it. But that was cheating to me because it kind of got, it wasn't really tangled. It didn't hurt itself. It just didn't know how to really get around it. And I caught yeah. that chicken. And we ended up taking it to my great grandmother's house up in the North Georgia mountains. And 
Wow. And that's where that chicken live. But we uh, we have chickens you here. Understand. Yeah. Trying to catch one. Yeah. Of a yeah. Bird like that is really tough. I was young. I had you know briar scratches all over me. And I was going to catch that chicken. It t- I mean, I didn't do it the first time. It took a couple of days. So I can kind of relate similar similarly to your story. But it's not a turkey because oh. a turkey is much faster for sure. Can we tell in brief the catching the pig story that got oh. loose? Yeah. So we lived on this farm and then, well, my friends all knew that I was, you know, a turkey chaser. Mm. So, uh, and a cow wrangler, maybe cow wrangler. Yeah, that's not, another story. Yeah, not just one, <laughs> two, but anyway, this is the pig. So they had this 275 pound pig and, and her name was Maeve and she got out of the, out of the pen and into yeah. the woods. So they just call me up and say, Kevin, can you get the pig? And I'm thinking, how am I going to catch a 275 pound pig? I weigh 145 pounds. (laughs) But I I got some climbing rope and made a little lasso and started tracking it and followed it through the woods. That took a couple of hours, I guess. And then finally, it was a really windy day and I saw this pig through the woods. And and I start sneaking closer because she's domesticated, right? But yeah. when she looks at me, she sees me coming, of course, and gives me that look. You know, that look like, right. you silly human, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I put my little lasso on this path where I thought she'd go. Uh-huh. And then I went around the back of her, and I couldn't believe it. She went right down the path, right oh. through my lasso, and I pulled that thing. And of course, then her weight caught up to me because she's running and I was just sort of flying through the air on the end oh, of the wow, road, walking wow. into trees. That, but I managed to roll around the tree and, and lasso that pig. And Yeah. Yeah. Then we had to call the vet. No oh, man. She had to give three doses of... Uh, Sedative? Yeah. Um, that right. So, so you, you caught it, but you had to... <laughs> <laughs> sedate it. And to sedate it to get it out of there. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then hauled her back to the. She was so full of adrenaline. By the time we brought her back in the pickup, yeah, she was done with that sedation. Yeah. Getting back on she her was feet. Awake already. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like our daughter whenever she had to have double hernia surgery when she was like two years old. They were like, oh, oh yeah, we're going to, um, you know, she'll be under anesthesia. She won't, you, you know, it'll be fine. She'll sleep through this whole thing. Oh, no. Oh, we heard her screaming um, oh, in, the cha- in the bed while they were wheeling her back after surgery. She had woken up like as soon as they hit the double doors. And by the time they had made it to our room, Riley was climbing over to the edge. And I just put my hands out and caught her as she was oh climbing gosh. out of the bed. I was like, well, guess that anesthesia didn't work. <laughs> and that kid came home and picked up a, like a hassock over her head. It was oh, like yeah. a, a footstool that was like heavy. I mean, it was super heavy oh and gosh. big. And I walk in the living room and she had it like she was lifted trying to find up, a toy. trying to find her toy. And I was like, no. <laughs> Double hernia <laughs> surgery. Like she's, she's a brute. Tough. Yeah, she's a brute. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Still is. She's, yeah, she's, she's Still yes. Is. yes. She's yes. 13, and I tell you, nothing <laughs> stops her. Wow, that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> How do your girls, I know you, you've got two girls. How do they, I mean, obviously they've kind of grown up in your lifestyle, right? Like they, yeah. So, you know, by the time that I had decided, because I, I just envy y'all's lifestyle, but I, I, there's no way I could have talked my family <laughs> at the time into that because they were older. You know, they kind of experienced some of the conveniences and all, but how do they, um, how did the, I mean? I guess that you don't adapt when you grow into that. But do they prefer like I know you guys used to live in a yurt, and now I don't. I think you live in a house. So was there yeah. a difference like 
was that a transition for you, for them and y'all, I, I guess as well? I think they've just grown up with it. So yeah. Mirabelle, our first, her first year of life was in the year without electricity or running water. And, and then we've had all these different living experiences. So we unschool them, fun school them, yeah. you know, kind of a homeschooling thing. Right, right. And to us, it has to be really experiential. So, so they've lived in the year, they've lived in regular houses. We moved to Hawaii and lived in all kinds of very different circumstances. Questionable, shall we say? Right. Um, questionable, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, that would be the Hawaii story. So <laughs> <laughs> um, and and now we're at a place where they're living in a in a nicer house. They have friends right. right next door, and we've kind of made a commitment to making things stable for them now, so that they can grow up with friends right. and really get to know their environment. But they've been super game for all those yeah, that's life awesome. experiments. And they're really flexible, um, and they're really emotionally aware. So we have the ability to have communication about how people are feeling and if things feel right. And right. of course they both love being outside and love being barefoot. And we still have our yurt. <laughs> it's close by and we use it as a guest house, but they always want to go up there and hang out and stay overnight there. Right. And so it's still very much a part of what they're used to. And we have a different parenting style. So all those decisions we made together, yeah. you know, we didn't say kids, you're going to Hawaii and leaving everything behind. Right. And yeah. So, so they always feel like they're part of the decision to make these changes in their life. And nice. I think that kind of has empowered them and made them feel more like they're a, an active player in yeah. their life experience. That's I like good. That. I, yeah, I like that too. We give our kids choices, but sometimes it feels like they run our household. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they do. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like for us, and similarly to what you're saying, we've always incorporated our kids into, you know, what we do. And we've talked to them about decisions and, you know, let's do it as a family. And we've never, I know we've, we've got friends who always get, go on vacation without their kids or, you know, mm. you know, mm. whenever we were, I mean, we're still raising our kids. They're 13 and 17, but mm -hmm. um, people uh, will depend on someone else to, you know, take your kid while you go, you and your spouse go on a date night or whatever, which is great if that's what is, you know, for your lifestyle. But for us, I can count on one hand how many times we've had babysitters for our kids. We that's... always do everything with them. Yeah. And I would much rather it be that way. I mean, I didn't have kids to give them to someone else to, to raise, you know, I mean, I always felt like they're my kids and that's way the way I, I want them. I want them to experience things. And Travis has done an awesome job being a dad and showing them uh, all these different things. I mean, you it's everybody around us thinks it's kind of crazy, but if, you know, the my, my shit ever hits the fan. <laughs> we're we're completely we we can survive. You know, I mean, Travis can make fire out of sticks and yeah, uh, nice. you know catch a squirrel with a trap or whatever. Like he can, we we will be okay. And the kids know that. And I think that is great. What I found was really amazing, especially about my daughter, is that she's had some sensory processing issues and whatnot, mm -hmm. and so she can't tell you what all the trees are, you know, by name, like river birch and all these different trees. But she yeah. can go out there. If I say, if she wants to make a fire, like in the backyard, I'm like, 
we'll get it ready. And she'll go and go to the river birch and pull mm-hmm. some, you know, and she knows to start small and she just, she uh. knows the, the, she can't tell you the names of the trees, but she can, she knows what they look like and she knows each has a purpose. And I always thought cool. that was just, really cool. You know, Riley's got um, some special needs and she's got some learning disabilities and all, but she's very much figured out how to live life by experience, experiencing things like very, um, you know, we've we've been through public school with her and private school. She's in private school now, but we learned about Orton Gillingham, which is action learning. And she does all of that. Like she's taught herself sign language just to be able wow. to spell words um, to help her, you know, to be able to retain things. But it's, it's sort of the same thing like you guys are doing without a name, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but whenever you learn f- from all of your surroundings and being outside and, and doing things, it's so much better. I think it's more um, like it pounds it into you better. It's sort yeah. of like muscle memory, you know. So it, it becomes part of you instead of going into your brain and then something else coming in and booting it back out, you know, like a cup yeah. overflowing. Yes. Yeah. There's something really special about that because so something we do with our forest monks in the woods is we'd often try to introduce them to plants, uh, trees, whatever mm-hmm. it was, without attaching a name at first. So just get to know oh, this right. thing in your in your senses and through the uses before we give it a name. Because uh, I've just found this over and over when taking people into the woods, because we worked with some special needs people uh-huh. who in our culture we can see that quote special needs as a deficit, but sometimes in the woods, the, the quote special needs are a, a, a positive, I think. Yeah. Yes. Because our normal brain quote, quote, you know, we just attach a label right. mm-hmm. onto something. And then in a way we don't see it anymore. We don't right. know it with any sort of depth, mm-hmm. but when we can meet it without those names or in a different way than our usual cultural standard, mm-hmm. it can be really powerful. The connection we can have with things. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That you're parenting that way and, and nurturing that part of her. Well, there's, so a, happy. <laughs> there's a school that, um, that is near us. That's for kids that have, um, they don't call it learning disabilities. They don't use that word. They call it differences. Um, because it exa- it is exactly that we're all different and nobody is a cookie cutter of someone else. We're all very much, you know, the way that we are supposed to be. I am made the way that I am and Travis is made the way he is supposed to be. So if we're, if we were all the same and we learned all the same, how boring would this world be? Yeah, and a lot of those people, especially my daughter and, and I'm sure some of the people that you had at the, at your school um, with some of those disabilities, they have exceptional problem solving skills. <laughs> you know, yes. like yeah. they just, I know NASA hires a lot of people that have like dyslexia yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and Riley yeah, has that as well, but a totally different way of perceiving the world. And it's such a gift because then we get a multifaceted quilt to look at the world with versus just one version. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Yes, definitely. Wow. And I think that's really awesome that we can celebrate everything and see, you know, what each one of us can bring to the table, like how you're living and teaching your kids and, and doing your um, YouTube videos and teaching other people. What a great life skill to have, you know, the fact that 
and and for you to teach other people, they probably are teaching you things as well. And it's sort of yeah. intertwining and making, you know, this huge community of knowledge. Which I think it's awesome. Oh, so this, uh, wow, this is okay. <laughs> I know we can go on for hours. <laughs> you guys are like this and see the world this way because that's not a common view of the world. I don't think to see those differences as. No, right. but you know what, you know, I, we probably didn't have that view until we had a kid that was like that. So it forced sure. us to right. think a different way. Um, so when you guys were in Hawaii, I know, I know y'all like to forage and all, but there's what rat uh, lungworm disease that is from slugs there. Is that was that a big issue? If y'all Is that one of the reasons y'all came back? I mean, it would be for me. Yeah, I guess I would say it's not the only reason. There are many, many reasons. Okay. Um, and and Hawaii has oh Hawaii has so many amazing things about it. Right. Uh, but I think what was hard is, you know, talking about growing up being used to something around here. We do forage a lot, and we also just kind of do trailside nibbles as we go along. You sure. Lick the ground and. <laughs> <laughs> Now, listen, I've been outside with my neighbors before and I just start picking up stuff off the ground, eating it. And they, they just their right. mouth drops open. But Right. Yeah. So we're used to that. You know, you're right. like dandelion green right. or you're going to eat some sheep sorrel or something. Yep. Um, and, you know, rat lungworm disease is not everywhere there. Right. But it is really a it can be a very powerful, dangerous, life altering thing to have happen to mm -hmm. you. And so you do want to pay attention. And so you really have to wash everything. Right. At least we did. Some people who live there, you know, they kind of take a different approach, which I also respect, which is sort of we've grown up with this. Right. We've lived with this. We're used to this. And I'm like, well, I didn't. So yeah. I'm going to wash <laughs> right. my food. <laughs> right. Um, and so it just became challenging to go and you know want to eat something and say oh i need to take this back and wash it um that was just really hard to get used to yeah yeah, yeah. it's a serious disease and i remember a guy who had eaten a slug i mean this was on the news it wasn't somebody i knew personally eating a slug on a dare in college and you know he was in a wheelchair for a while and then he yeah. died i mean it just yeah. and and after i remember watching y'all's video about hawaii and i you know we have gardens and I remember going out back and seeing like a slug or a snail on, and I was just like, oh, because I usually just go out there and eat right off the, <laughs> they're freaking me out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, think, you know, I think Travis, that was part of it. We were kind of a little freaked out. Yeah. It wasn't our environment. Right, that was a right. weird thing for us to go and be in a natural environment that was so foreign to us right. and to be, you know, basically kind of near experts in nature and then go to another place of nature and be completely yeah <laughs> we didn't know anything basically right, right. that longworm scared us for sure yeah well i'm i'm sure that you probably would be somewhat the same any any zone that you would move to like if you guys came down here to georgia there right. would be things that you would not experience living where you live you know um mm -hmm. i know when we lived in ohio for about three years every like everything was just completely different your environment is different the people around you are different so i can imagine that um you know all the plants and stuff would be completely different yeah, you know, even moving from northern Wisconsin to southern Wisconsin, mm. we're doing a lot of relearning because there's a really different ecosystem. Right. So, right. yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's 
it's different all over the place. And I think that's one of the cool things that we love about nature so much is that you can learn forever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know when we moved to Ohio, um, we're, we're used to mosquitoes and, you know, large palmetto bugs and tons of spiders. Like everything is, if it's got legs, it is here in Georgia. And then when you move to Ohio, like there's not really. Well, there was mosquitoes. There's mosquitoes, but not like, not like it is here. I mean, you walk outside and they're like, oh, fresh blood, you know. especially in the summertime. And they all zoom in and, you know, attack you. But, um, but they like, it's crazy how different everything is. And, you know, we, we decided to come back, uh, back home. Everybody was like, why are you going back to Georgia? And I was like, because it's home and that's what we know. And I was like, and we've got giant bugs there. (laughs) It's just like, it's just what we know, but, uh, you know. Oh, there's something about that, isn't there? The place we came from just, yeah, I think it keeps a hold of us. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So Kenton and Rebecca, I know you guys had that school. Do you have any funny stories or anything that maybe you could share that without, you know, (laughs) calling anybody out that that stand out in your mind. Anything coming to your mind and jump on? I am thinking about, you know, there are wolves up there. We'd see Mm -hmm. wolf tracks all the time. Um, And there are bears. And I'm just thinking of one of our students. You should tell that one. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we have a little camp on the top of this hill over this edge of this ridge. Yeah. And he was at camp one day and and he heard something over the ridge and he figured it was our dog that was out there and he really liked our dog. Yeah. So he kind of jogged up over the ridge and then he stopped because he was looking down the hill mm-hmm. and down the hill was this really, well, decent sized black bear. Yeah. And it just sat there and sat there and stared at him. And you guys probably know what a bluff charge is. Yeah. All of a sudden yep. it, it just runs at him. Oh my gosh. And he said, I just, he just felt himself frozen. He didn't scream. He didn't yeah. do anything. He was just frozen. And of course, it came barreling towards him and then veered off to the side and ran off into the woods. That probably saved his life. <laughs> <laughs> Standing in his ground. <laughs> and then he stood there for a while. And then he said, what happened to him? He started shaking a little bit. Mm. And then he t- found his body turning towards where the bear had run uh-huh. and he started running as fast as he could after the bear. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. <laughs> and something had overcome him. This kind of <laughs> wild craziness of, of wanting to connect with this being that he had been so close wow. to. He, he of course couldn't catch up to it. He ran as yeah. far as he could and he collapsed and, and I think was sitting there laughing after that. <laughs> he just was filled with some kind of a, this, this something that often we civilize people. We just don't, mm. you know, understand what can happen when we get out into nature for a long time like that. And you right. get to see all kinds of interesting things. I mean, people love pooping in the woods. I guess that's a funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they squat and they would always say it just comes out like cream. Yeah. It's, so, oh. it's, yeah. it's well, a sublime experience pooping in the woods. Oh my God. <laughs> no. I mean, okay. I just want to say for the record, I did not bring up any poop this time. Eric, Eric says that's a, Eric says that's a reoccurring theme in all of yes. our podcasts. So. Yeah. It's either Eric's like, she either talks about cats or poop. What is up with y'all? 
But yeah. actually, it has been. It was not just one person, nor two. Many, many of our students Pretty said, "Yeah, it no, it really it, it is changed my life." It is. It is to me. It's the a luxury of going camping and. Not everybody shares that though. That you know that aren't used to camping or or yeah. being out there. I don't know. Yeah. It's I've had a mixed bag of people. Uh, whenever they, I take them camping and and they have to poop in the and woods. They have to poop in the woods. <laughs> some enjoy it and some don't. But um, I enjoy it. <laughs> Travis is like, there's nothing better than digging that hole and, and you know going out there. <laughs> like I just like okay. And we uh, do maybe, we do camp a, a fair amount for you know z- civilian type people, but uh, you know we we used to uh, tent camp w- way more than the normal, um, and that was like always a you know I was like we need a toilet we yeah, need a toilet I would have to bring, you know I would have to bring a bucket for the girls but um. yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want the kids to like wander off into the woods and yeah you know I mean in North Georgia there there are bears so so how did yeah. how did these um young people whenever they went out there and I know they had like to disconnect from their electronics and all how do they um cope with that is it difficult for them or do it's, they just they kind of know what they're getting into and they just kind of are good with it it's tough yeah. You know, they would they would know and they'd come with a lot of excitement about what they were going into. But there was always a a two week basically wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely a wall would be the word for it. And you come off of that technology and the connection it gives us. And it was genuine withdrawal as if from a drug. And we oh, actually yeah. you know worked with some people trying to get off of drug addictions. And so we saw this incredible similarity. And it was tough. And then the mind has to slow down, which creates a lot of boredom is that sensation of the mind slowing down. But Mm. once they got through that two weeks, inevitably they would want to stay. And I would say by the end of that experience, people would be really excited to go back to civilization, but then they'd get back to us fairly quickly and say, Oh my gosh, I just miss a lot of the discomforts. Right. You know, or having to write letters to my family. Right. These things that were more intimate and personal. Yeah, yeah, and it 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 makes you feel good whenever you um, you experience some of that stuff. I know when I was doing a lot of primitive camping and all of that stuff. I mean, I spent three days in the woods one time. I didn't have any food. It was like a fasting thing for me. It was funny nice. because the time that I, you know, I, I told myself I couldn't eat. There was like rabbits and everything else coming into camp. But that experience of just being out there and just being was just uh, amazing, you know, and I'm sure it's the same for all those students, especially oh. being that young. And um, I wish I had gotten into more of this stuff when I was younger like that. A lot of them, I guess, That's, were right out of high school, right? Uh, a lot of them are. Yeah. 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 Well, it's been powerful to see them really work through some challenging things. And, you know, as you mentioned, Kenton, a lot of them were addicted to technology, um, especially gaming. And we're just trying to kind of balance their relationship with that. Um, and actually, we had talked initially about a book we have coming up that isn't released oh, right. yet. Um, and that one is kind of born out of oh. the experiences our students have had. It's more of a philosophy book um, about being able to take gaming and turn that into a life pathway that has positive advantages. Right. Right. Do you want to say a little bit of something about it? Yeah, no, that's a good good little cover of it because that's 
that gaming addiction was a huge, mm. huge thing. Mm-hmm. I would say 80% of the people that came were avid gamers or gaming addicts. Right. You know, a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, where can people, I, we're coming up on our 40 minutes, but um, I could talk well, to you so guys. Fast. I know. I, I could know. talk to you guys for like weeks. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> would y'all be would, could y'all come on another time too i'd love to talk oh, to y'all again of course that would be great. i feel like i want to ask you guys more questions <laughs> it's so nice to find kind of kindred spirits well would you want to stay on a little longer we can like pause and start another well, i know you guys have to get your, your kids in bed and all i know we've spoken about that but we can do it another day too if, if um you know i'd say we're up for either yeah, we can do whatever works for your guys' schedule. We have a little bit longer, I okay. think. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, maybe we should uh, pause and then do the Zoom thing again. Like call, like call you right back, so we can. It'll do. Won't it do forty more minutes? I don't know how this works. It will. I mean, we don't have to use that whole time for sure. No, I just, no. But yeah. I'm saying, like, then so we're not. Like, yeah. I don't want to be talking it, and then. Yeah, I'll do it right now. I'll just send it right now in a minute and um. And then we can just kind so of- let let's do this like they used to do in like the forties um, with the movies. <laughs> We're going to take a brief intermission, and we'll be I right back it. with Kenton and Rebecca. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'll send that out in just a second. All right. All right. Do you like honey? The Old Georgia Bee Company has fresh local honey for you and your family. We have pint jars, we have 16-ounce squeeze containers, and 8-ounce bear containers. Every dollar you spend with the Old Georgia Bee Company goes into purchasing more honeybees and more honeybee habitat. The Old Georgia Bee Company is a family-owned operation. The Old Georgia Bee Company, that's O-L-D-E, Georgia Bee Company. Please like and share us on Facebook. Right. There we go. <laughs> I appreciate y'all doing this. I, I know you. we'd spoken to you, needed to get your kids to bed, but uh, oh, it, it's been so much fun. Yeah, they'll love the excuse. Very So, cool. what time is it in Wisconsin? 6 54. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. So, yeah. it's just an hour different. Yeah. 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 Well, I had a question for you. Okay. Both of you. And it has to do with that technology we were talking about, um, because obviously you are both avid nature lovers and you're obviously incredible parents. Um, but how do you guys balance technology for your kids? We fail at that. I, I, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I, I'm an illustrator and I, I had way before back when my son was born, I was my wife went to work and because I was a freelance illustrator at the time mm-hmm. with a newborn, I would put him in front of the TV while I worked. I didn't have a choice at the time. My parents yeah. ended up coming and watching him, but there was many weeks that I, I like it was noggin or whatever was on Nickelodeon <laughs> or whatever. But you know what is funny is that Elijah would um, like he was three years old, two years old or whatever. And my father-in-law and mother-in-law did not know how to turn the TV on and like switch it, you know, to oh, the yeah. um, satellite or whatever, the DV, uh, DVR, or the VCR. And he would walk up to it and grab like two or three clickers and wow. uh, just, you know, get it going. Uh, oh, he, he already knew. He yeah, knew. it's crazy. Um, awesome. But, he, you know, it was just and it wasn't like, you know, he that he's really, he just really paid that much attention to what, and not just that, but everything, everything, he's very everything. technical, technologically, like just yes, inclined in everything. And he wants to go to school for film. 
Unfortunately, I wish I had given them less screen time in hindsight. Um, well, even when it was going on, I knew I should have. But he's excelled in a lot of the computer stuff, so I guess yeah. everybody finds their own way and works it out. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, it really, and so you have to. I mean, I don't know what your you know, theology or anything, but in, it says in the Bible, you live, um, you know, you live in the world, but not of the world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so you have to, uh, adapt and understand all of these things to be able to live cohesively, but at the same time, um, you know, be able to do other things too. And both kids really like to go, you know, hiking or the woods, camping. Obviously we camp pretty good. Elijah doesn't care for it as much. Not as much as Riley, but he does do it. Um, and then when we're out there, we always have a good time. Yeah. Um, during the pandemic, we decided we were going to um, try to learn how to fish. So, wow. <laughs> you know, we would go down to um, a pretty good sized lake that's about an hour south of us. Everything was closed. So that was all we could do is, you know, go, go fishing. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we would go down there. And I tell you, like, I think Travis caught one fish or whatever. And I caught, I don't even classify it as a fish. It was so small <laughs> that you could barely see it. Um, but, Beat, you know, right? You right, caught baits exactly. bigger fish. <laughs> I have caught squirrels in primitive traps, but I have a hard time catching fish. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but we had fun. And fun. we enjoyed it. We bought oh. a kayak. And Travis and I both have had... Um, a kayak before we had a um, a tandem sit on top. Before we had kids. Before and- we had kids. And we had a Great Dane. And our Great Dane was our child. And she fit wow. in the kayak with us. Like we would go out in the ocean on the kayak with the dog, you know. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. But the kids thought, this is awesome. Like, we can go out to the lake and be on the kayak and fish. And we always fed them, you know, like we'd stop and get pizza or barbecue or whatever was like open and nearby just to make an adventure or a day out of it. But, you know, they adapt pretty well. We, um, we failed, though, in the, the, the technology. Uh, technology. Yeah. We did. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so people are often surprised to find that we don't that we have a lot more technology in our lives mm. than you'd imagine right. for the stuff we do. And obviously, you know, we do the YouTube channel yeah, and everything. Right. And, and so I would agree. It's really important to, to understand this and, and be adept at it. And, you know, it's a part of our life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Important to have a relationship. It's like having a relationship with food. Right. Um, you know, how are you going to deal with sugar? Because, just not having it. And then you go out into the big wide world. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not prepared. So I think learning balance is really important. Right. Right. Yes. And I spent you know, my whole childhood watching cartoons. And my parents would go get, I was an only child. So they would go get groceries and just have bags of candy. And I would eat a bag of candy at one sitting and nobody stopped me. You know, oh, yeah. it was yeah. like, just a different different time, you know. That was me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know anybody who isn't really like that. Right. Right. If you didn't, you're kind of weird. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> but food, whenever we were kids, was not made the same as food is today. Yeah. You know, things True. were not genetically modified like they are today, and yeah. there, you know, there's so much junk um, that is now oh. in food that you think is not bad. Yeah. I mean, macaroni and cheese when we were growing up. Yeah, it was, you know, elbow macaroni and this powdered cheese sauce or whatever, but it wasn't like it is today. 
and it's, it's yeah. everything has changed so much. You, you know that I can of... I can jump down that rabbit hole and go for <laughs> miles. <laughs> oh, there is so much to cover in that. Oh my gosh. Although you know, do you guys know a lot of your wild edibles down there? For us, it's just becoming spring and things are just coming up out of the ground. Um, but it makes me curious if you guys do any foraging. She, my wife does not. She doesn't really care for a lot of that stuff. I do yeah. like hen bits coming up now. And oh, yeah. um, I watched a video about dandelion <laughs> and how it's good I used for to you. make dandelion coffee all the time. She would tell me how weird I was. You would stop on the way to work and get pine needles and make uh, pine needle tea at work. And all the people at work were like, I kept what the, are you my doing? Whole little, we had four people in a cube and I, I kept my whole crew safe. One whole winter, the flu went through the whole yeah. Company, and we drank pine needle tea every day, and none of us got it. Travis, you rock! That's awesome. <laughs> he ordered. Okay, this is so funny. He ordered this. What was it? That mushroom? Oh, chaga. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, and it stayed in our freezer for I can't tell you how long. And he would make chaga tea and uh, drink it. And he was, I mean, he really didn't get sick. He was pretty healthy. And he was like, oh, you need to try this. And I, at that time, I was like, oh, it smelled bad. I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> So y'all can just go out and get chaga, right? Like, yeah, yeah. we can't down here, obviously. So I had to order it uh, through a friend that no longer does that. But um <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, that's neat. <laughs> but on the, on the flip side, um, I got into essential oils and mm. started learning about like, you know, kind of the same concept, except for I didn't yeah. make it. But um, how essential oils can, you know, help you, and you don't have to rely on you know big pharma, and uh, yeah. that you should use these things. And the kids even Elijah was like. Mom, you need to make cold and flu bomb like that helps. And so I would, you know, mix up the five or six different things in a roller bottle. And they were going around like rubbing that stuff on their feet like it was, <laughs> you know, like mad. Oh, this stuff is awesome, go. you know. <laughs> so yeah. what's coming up now for you guys as far as edibles up there? I mean, everything here is green. Like it's it looks like right in the middle of spring. And I'm assuming everything's starting to. Or has it already? <laughs> it's been a cold spring for us. Yeah. Okay. And we just had snow last week. Oh, wow. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So there's no really any leaves or anything out yet. Okay. Um, Just some, well, the yummiest thing right now, I think, are the nettles. Oh, right. Uh, that we really enjoy. Yeah. We don't that, have nettles here. Oh, oh no. Yeah. You're missing out. <laughs> I know. I've had them before. I had to go to like, you know, a health food store to get it. <laughs> Um, I haven't ever got to pick them, you know, and fold the leaves up and <laughs> pop them in my mouth like that. Uh, I wish I could. I would love to. That's uh, a very healthy plant. And we went out the other day and gathered hopness, if you know that one. It's a hopness. It's a big, big tuber. They can range from the size of, oh, I don't know, a, a golf ball up to fist size. Okay. Or and it's a legume and it grows along stream banks. And so we went down there. Okay. Whole mess of kids and our neighbors, and it was just uh, as you imagine, kind of <laughs> this idyllic fantasy childhood where the kids could just play and splash in the river mm. and throw mud and drift down the. It's cold, but right. we anyway. <laughs> and we were gathering wild goodies to eat, and the sun was shining. It was just, it was pretty magical. Nice. Yeah, I wish nice. more. I wish more kids would get a chance to have that. 
um, unstructured free time out in nature. Yeah. Because it seems so essential, even for grownups, for our brains to have some time that we're not processing or doing. Doing we're just, right. Yeah, we're just being. Yeah. So here in the, like, you know, we get in the rivers and play with the kids and it's a lot of fun, but in the heat of the summer, you know, especially here, you have to be careful with water getting in your ears for, you know, brain eating amoebas mm-hmm. and all. So I'm very cautious after like July, you know, when it's super hot and you want to get in rivers and lakes just because of that. And you know yeah. what? Like it's so, <laughs> it's really ridiculous because, it, you know, your chances of getting that's probably like being struck by lightning, but it's just such a, you know, it's kind of like the the slugs and yeah. all to me. Like it, the chances right. of actually getting that, but it's just that it kind of terrifies me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we all, you know, in every any environment, I feel like there's yeah, for sure those things up north. It was Lyme disease and right. We have Lyme disease down here. I have friends do. that have. Um, well, one of Travis's, well, Eric, his daughter had Lyme disease, yeah. and they had to go up north to get uh, treated. Yeah, for it. to go to Chicago. They spent three oh, days in Chicago. Yeah to yeah. get treatment for her. I mean, she's healthy now and everything is great for her, um, which is awesome. But yeah, there's uh So have you had Lyme's disease? <laughs> I've had it once for sure. And okay. Kenton has had it four times. Yeah, I, I knew he had said he had had it. I didn't know if you had had it, Rebecca. But <laughs> Yeah, um, almost all of us in our okay. family have. And a large majority of our students ended up getting it. Mm. Um, just It's just so tough when you're in the woods in an area where there's lots of them, even if you're checking every day. Yeah. So, so how do you get, how do you get like, once you've been bit by that tick and you know that you've got Lyme's disease, how do you get rid of it? Antibiotics or yeah, there's a standard antibiotic therapy and and we use a lot of herbs for things, but I got, that was boy, how many years ago? 20, oh my gosh, I have no idea how long time. When I first mm. got it and I did a, a standard 28 days of doxycycline mm. and it worked really well for me. So I've done that every single time since okay. then they've dropped back and they say they only want people to have 14 days. Mm. And a lot of our students would have that 14 days and then they'd get sick again and they'd have yeah. to go back and convince the doctor. I'd always say, just convince the doctor to give right. you 28 Right. It's going to make the difference. Oh, wow. But yeah. Right. It's kind of, kind of weird, but it's those antibiotics do a good job for most people. Yeah. Right. Not, not everybody. Right. Right. So for preventative, like, I mean, I've been out and not had anything on and try to just feel them. But, you know, you get them little tiny ones that you just can't feel that <laughs> that hang out in your shorts or whatever. And then you go to bed and it ends up like on your eyelid or you know, some place <laughs> that you don't want. But, you know, I've resorted and I hate using chemicals, but I have resorted to when I go out, especially in deep in the woods, I just spray my clothes with permethrin. And that seems to be good, but I don't like doing it. But is there yeah. any, do you have any, anything that you use to prevent ticks? You know, we just use the check the body. We do right. for the whole family once a day. We just check over really, really well. And that seems to have served us well. The tiny, tiny ones that are the size of a period, mm-hmm. you know, theoretically, if we believe the science, they shouldn't be carrying the Lyme spiral oh, okay. because they have to have their first blood feast on a mouse before they can uh, catch the parasite from the mouse. Okay. So it's the next size up, which you have a better chance of feeling, but those ones are still pretty small. Right. So it's, it's a matter of checking and, you know, honestly, using those chemicals is probably 
better than getting Lyme because right. it can be it can be really tricky. You don't right. always have symptoms, and if you don't have symptoms, then it kind of embeds itself in you and. So it's actually good if you get sick right away. Right. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend that um, we actually got Muscovy ducks from and she's got Lyme's disease and she didn't realize whenever she had first gotten Ooh. bit. And mm. so um, it has kind of wreaked havoc on her body oh, and she goes yuck. through good periods and then bad periods of time where um, – you know, she's just struggles, headaches, not feeling well, just kind of feeling like flu type symptoms or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah. Well, yeah, I actually think maybe I had it at some point and because some of the issues that I have seem very similar to that. And yeah. I didn't know. But um, yeah, ticks are ticks are bad. Ticks are bad, yeah. especially yeah. the ones that make you allergic to meat. I can't even fathom. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was up here once. <sighs> not really supposed to be up here but, yeah but there it was <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah well they say that there's no ticks in georgia that carry lyme's disease but there is yeah uh, yeah yeah it seems like they're just spreading further and wider oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah i think all animals are um and not necessarily just like four-legged animals i mean we've read things about some sort of um invasive spider that is coming into north georgia some and it's like some japanese spider yeah, or actually something. eric and i were, were hiking last year year before last up in uh, or down in pine mountain and we saw that spider like it, it looks like one of those banana you know those riding spiders that but it's oh, yeah. a little bit different and we saw one of those here in georgia in the woods it's crazy and, uh, yeah wow you know, things things travel, I guess, the same as people. Yeah. Yeah. Planes, yeah, well, trains, we, and automobiles. <laughs> when we packed for Hawaii, we had our suitcase all done, and we heard a sound inside, and Rebecca opened it up, and a mouse jumped out. Oh, gosh. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. It totally to scared me. I, did, I had no idea what was going on. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah, critters can travel yeah. around like that. So was the Hawaiian mouse, did he have a luau or <laughs> what, a leg or whatever, or yeah. like a hula skirt on? So you knew that was for sure where he came from? Well, this was before we left, actually. I was packing all our luggage in our yurt, and oh. there's definitely a lot of mice in mm. northern Wisconsin. And so I think he was hoping to go to the oh, land. he wanted to oh, go yeah. there. His yeah. suitcase yeah. was rainbows and, uh, Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. It sounds like you guys need some cats. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I won't talk about the cats, though. We've, we have a we have a lot of animals here. Uh, but yeah, we don't need to talk about the animals. That's one reason why we don't do video here. Yeah. It's like a juggling cat circus. <laughs> Yeah. Cats and poop, right? Yes. Well, I should tell a story. That's kind of a fun story. Right. Well, up north, um, there are porcupines. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I was always worried because we had a puppy and I was worried about training him to figure out oh, how to leave porcupines alone. Um, but we happen to have a volunteer porcupine who, gosh, she had to be really young. Yeah. She was so sweet. She would come up to uh, our bird feeders and things and just hang out there. And the girls started feeding her carrots mm. that she would just take from their hands. <laughs> and wow. then she started coming up to our door. 
uh, our screen door yeah. and she would come every day and come to the screen door and get her carrot. Aww. We named her Poppy. That's... And so you could see her all around. And luckily I was able to teach the dog to leave her alone. Mm-hmm. So in general, he left porcupines alone, but she was so cute and Aww. so sweet. That's yeah, sweet. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, she was a sweetie. Unlike that's the like... other porcupines, they would eat our doormat in our oh, door. <laughs> Was it like one of those hemp doormats or? Prickles. Um, no, it was rubber. <laughs> they just like, they like the salt. So they're too hot. That's yeah. funny. That is Always funny. have to close our garage door because he'd go for our baskets <laughs> and oh man. Yeah. And he was a big porcupine. Oh, yeah. That's Prickles. funny. Okay. Prickles. So today at work, this is, this has only a little bit to do with porcupines, <laughs> um, <laughs> but my boss was watching um, YouTube videos of Family Feud. I don't know if you guys have ever ever seen family feud with I remember that he there's this guy that's the he's now the host or whatever Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey. and he's hilarious and so one of the questions <laughs> was um like what what word would you attach to the word pork like pork loin or pork belly <laughs> and this one of the contestants said Cupine and Steve Harvey. <laughs> Steve Harvey, Harvey looks at him and he was like what he was like yeah like Porcupine. <laughs> like, like animal. We busted out laughing. So he, my boss, he likes to watch, um, you know, YouTube videos of all kinds of crazy things. Something pops up and he goes down, you know, this trail. But I was dying. I was like, oh, my gosh, who would think that? It's really, it's not pork, you pine. <laughs> Back to that creative mindset of I looking guess. at something. Yeah. But I don't even think we have porcupines down here. Like, I don't, I don't think we do. I don't think they're, you know, around here. But it was funny because it's filmed in Atlanta. Oh, is oh, it? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's filmed no. in Atlanta because he keeps saying, oh, we need to take a field trip. We are always talking about going on. <laughs> you know, normally when we go on a field trip, it's got to do with our job not fun and he keeps wanting to go sit in the audience of Steve Harvey and Family Feud. <laughs> That's his way of thinking. So I have that would to be a good one. Yeah. Ask you guys, when you lived in the yurt and you were in northern Wisconsin, right? When you were actually living in it? Is that that was one of the times. That was the second time. The other time was in kind of central Wisconsin okay. when our daughter was one. Yeah. Either way, it's pretty cold up there. Um how do you <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I know, but for people who don't, <laughs> how do you keep it warm in there during the winter time? Or is it uh, kind of cold, all the, like cool all the time at least? <laughs> well, we, we took a long time to save up money back in our younger uh-huh. years, and we saved up for a soapstone wood stove, okay. uh, which is 550 pounds of soapstone right. and cast iron. And those retain a lot of heat. Right. Uh, so that was one thing that we did to help stay warm because they slowly radiate their heat through a long time. Mm. Now they're horrible for cooking on because okay. you can't, you can't just fire them up. Right, um, right. But it's nice because if we had to go away for a, a little while during the day, we could come back and it wasn't super cold, but we did have to be conscientious of any liquid we had in oh. our yurt. Uh, freezing, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, during that time, you were teaching dance, and so sometimes we'd have to be gone all day long mm. yeah. to drive down to this town and teach dance. 
And then we'd come back and we'd start up that stove. And because it's that slow kind of heat thing, <laughs> right. it would take about three hours oh, to warm. Oh, and we'd wow. be up there with the kids just well, it was just weird. The, yeah. She would be in her snowsuit. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I would be in my jacket and my hat. And then we would push the bed right up to the fire and we would climb under the covers in all of our snow gear. And then very slowly over, as you said, over the three hours, we would uh, peel off a jacket. (laughs) And oh, yeah, I remember that quite well. What are the sides of the yurt made from that? Like, I mean, obviously the cold kind of penetrates into it. So, you know, like it's not obviously it's not walls. It's yeah. it's like canvas or something. It is. So my brother lived in Mongolia for two years and he laughs at our yurt because he says it's not a real yurt. Right. Of course, the ones there, they're made of wool, felted wool, mm. these thick walls. Mm-hmm. But our our kind of modern yurts are just canvas. But then there's a layer of this NASA insulation. Okay. So it's basically just that. It looks like silver bubble wrap. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it reflects heat really well. You mm-hmm. have a fire roaring in there. It's nice. The whole thing is warm, but it doesn't retain any, you know, it doesn't protect against the heat moving out through those walls right. once the temperature, once the stove is gone. So, gotcha. Yeah, it's out. So yeah. it, was, it was cold a fair amount, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to a lot of people that sounds miserable, but you guys have some memories, I'm sure, that <laughs> are well worth oh the, that you had to endure, you know? There were no sounds of electricity. And when I say that, I don't just mean, you know, computers uh-huh. and things buzzing, but the water heater running right. or your refrigerator right. or the air coming on. Um, so you could hear nature all the time. Mm-hmm. We would hear owls at night and the oh. geese on the, oh, the geese. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just have to say there were these Canada geese. And at first I thought it was so cool because we were just right by the river. Right. But they go off at two in the morning. <laughs> right. I don't know what they're doing, but right. they are too loud. And that was a cold winter. Some oh, yeah. nights mm. it would sound like it was a war zone because it, you these trees will up here will actually crack open from the cold. Oh, it gets cold enough. Right. And so they'll split and you'll hear this report as of a yeah. gun. Uh-huh. And some nights it would just bang. Yeah. Crack, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Crack, crack. It was amazing. That was an amazing winter. There was that one time I went out and the river had frozen oh, yeah. perfectly clear and there were otters right oh. under the ice. So I was standing right on top of these otters who were looking up at me and then they turned down and get a couple crayfish off the bottom and look up and just, it was amazing. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That's cool. We bought a pop-up camper and went to Florida last year and had a little air conditioner and it was so hot in the summertime. It was a similar <gasps> thing, you know, where you can't keep it insulated. And right. we, we put yeah. the survival blankets all inside to kind of make it like a cooler, but it was comfortable at night. We'd get it down to about 74, but in the daytime it was 84 <laughs> degrees, but we were at the beach anyway. But oh, I, I, that's I wouldn't want to try to heat it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, like while we were there, we were like, oh, gosh, it's so hot or whatever. But honestly, that was a good vacation. It was a good adventure. It was a good adventure. Like, I mean, there was things that happened that we would have. I mean, if we did, hadn't taken the pop up down there and done that, we could never that we would have never been like, oh, well, now we know. But yeah. I thought that was I mean, that was good times, I thought for sure. So I understand doing, you know, out of the box things. I think that's really cool. 
It's you know, memory Lisa, makers. It, that's such a great point because I feel like often if you go on a camping trip and it's just wonderful and nice and the right. weather's perfect, you forget about it a year later. But when there's a thunderstorm and your tent blows away, <laughs> right. and you yes. remember that your whole life. Oh my right. gosh, I yes. remember every camping trip with you because every camping trip had so much. <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like camping trips with Travis. <laughs> oh yep. my gosh. Is yeah. he, is he, so I'm, I say to Rebecca, Rebecca, we don't need a tent. We don't need matches. We don't need food. I'll provide you all these things. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He thinks I'm crazy because I'm bringing food. You know, I'm like, yeah, no, we've got kids. They need to eat. Yeah. We brought a tent full. We had a spare tent. We brought full of food and had a, uh, a bear come and camp. Yes. <laughs> he takes oh off. Him and Riley go to town, you know, an hour oh out no. of the mountain to get ice because it was so hot. We couldn't keep our food cold in the cooler. So they go get ice and they see a mama bear down the, you know, winding road to get out of this mountain. Never once thought I left my I son on a mission. I had to go get and ice. my wife and our two dogs back there at camp. If here's a bear, there's probably one, you know, wandering around over there. Oh yeah. Yeah. The baby was in camp. Needless to the say. The baby was in the camp. <laughs> yes. And at the time we have, well, it's the same dogs we have now. We have a Great Dane and a cattle dog. And our Great Dane has, um, she's a little. She's she has got, sensory issues too. Yeah, she does. And she's got some special needs. Like she's um, she's a Merloquin, so she's almost albino. So she has wow. hearing issues oh, wow. and vision issues. But she's like barking. She shouldn't know what she's barking at. She's just barking. And then Aggie, our cattle dog knows exactly what she's barking at <laughs> and going crazy. And here's this bear that's way bigger than either dog. And my son is in the tent with the dogs. So I was like, there's no car to escape to. Yeah. Talk about yeah, a camping I left trip. Them. They were out there by themselves with no vehicle to even climb in. And yeah, nothing. that bear was, you know, 10 feet away from my wife. Yeah. And you remember it to this That's day, right? right? Yes. yes, I do. <laughs> I have to hear about it all the time. I'm like, as soon as he gets back, I'm like, we're packing up. We're going home. This is it. We did. We left. Yeah, but we left. I would have stayed. I've had bear experiences before. But but you know what's funny is um, we've camped on this mountain many times, but we've never camped this close to this much water in this mm. mountain and um we just decided like we'd wandered around or whatever and it's very primitive camping there's nothing it's 45 minutes into the woods I and mean, it's car camping but it's like 45 minutes into the right. woods drive up and then unload you know put your tent up or whatever but um never had to experience anything like this so um you know it was it was surely an adventure <laughs> this is Kenton and Rebecca's every day, though. Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> not, quite, not, quite. <laughs> no, 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 no. not exactly. Yeah. Um, right. Luckily, I'm not usually put in peril, except for when you leave the car just running and open your door. Okay, so we're in the car and we're going around this corner that we usually go around out in the country, and this mm-hmm. is during Kenton's turkey chasing days. Okay, and he sees a whole bunch of turkeys in the field fairly close by and they're going to cross the road. And he right. goes, okay, back on more after them. <laughs> right. So he, he throws open his door and he starts running. Well, hello, put it in park or anything. So I'm going down the road <laughs> with no driver with the door open. Oh, no. <laughs> so now the world. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> what were you thinking 
seeing when you look back. Like, you saw me driving away only, and there was no one in the car. Everybody fucking threw him out. I had to to whip off my seatbelt, jump over with my 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 hand on the brake, and of course, I'm on a corner, so I can't tell if anybody's coming or not. Oh, wow. I was definitely, definitely not pleased with that one. But in general, I'm not put in too much danger. Right. That's good. Yeah, it's more just discomfort. (laughs) Yes, there's there's a lot of discomfort in, in certain things, but that that was probably one of the worst camping experiences. Oh, Most no. all of the other camping is just kind of like, you know, uncomfortable. When yeah. when our you know blow up air mattress has sprung a leak and we end oh. up you know on the ground like that's yes. not terrible but yeah but not comfy not comfy no I, I do notice the older I get the more comfortable that air mattress is like I would go you know just a few years ago without you know and sleep on the ground or it's like you know. I can't believe you want an air mattress <laughs> yeah I turned that's fifty for- last week and it's like everything's falling apart now so yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my hip, my back. Oh, I can't yeah. do this. You know, I mean, after you have kids, your body yeah. is not the same. So yeah. I can completely relate. Yes. Oh, I remember one time really early in my relationship with Kenton and I, I kind of knew, but I should have known better. Some friends said, hey, let's go camping. And Ken said, well, I'm just going to bring my clothes and um, I'm going to just experiment with that. And I said, I'm bringing a sleeping bag, you know? Mm. So I kind of gave him that look like I've been around you for a while. I'm not doing the same thing. Right. So we go camping and we all go to bed and here's Kenton huddled up in his little cloak or whatever he's brought with, you know, right. he's going to be all Aragorn, you know, ranger type. Uh-huh. And I get into my sleeping bag and I actually fall asleep, which doesn't happen a lot when I go camping and I'm peacefully sleeping. And then I hear, I don't know how much later, this little back up. <laughs> Becca, are you warm? Like, <laughs> yes. And I was also sleeping. You're right. doing okay. You're sleeping okay. Like, yes, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm sleeping okay. I'm like, how are you? I'm a sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, um, well, I'm pretty cold. <laughs> he's like, scoot over. <laughs> Literally, that's what happens. So I'm too nice because, you know, I'm like, I love this guy. And right. so I go, well, do you want to come in? And he's like, no, I couldn't do that. Like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's like, well, okay. So, he's I'm like in a mummy bag. Yeah. Oh, so I'm in a mummy bag. And he oh, comes no. in. And yeah, and so it's just fine. You know, obviously we love each other. Yeah. But he immediately falls asleep. Well, I am so squished. I cannot sleep for the rest of the night. You know, I'm sorry. Just, you know, <laughs> remember that night? Oh. He gets up in the morning. He's like, oh, I've slept so great. And I'm just like, I want to go home. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah, Travis probably would do something like that. Crawl in my sleeping bag and then immediately start snoring. And I would never fall asleep. Yeah. Travis himself, if you and I have some similar things, maybe overestimating our ability. Right, right. Well, Kenton, I've seen you like stay outside with no, like almost no clothes on, on, on your video and freezing cold. Like that was pretty incredible. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is that I don't usually worry about Kenton when he goes out. He's done some really crazy, stupid things, but (laughs) for whatever reason for that video, is that, wait, is that the one or is that the one where he fell through with the the, naked one? No, I think it was the one where he went through with the snowshoes. Now I can't remember. But I actually got worried because in general, Mm. Kenton comes home fairly early. You know, the sun comes up and he finishes up and then he comes back. Well, 
the sun is up and he's not back. And pretty soon I'm making breakfast for the girls and he's not back. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, right? was, was I stupid to like let him do this and not check on him <laughs> anything? Well, eventually he comes home you know, uh-huh. way later and he's like, oh, well, I saw a neighbor and they asked if I could help them with something. <laughs> So he was totally generous. And I was like, do you know how much mental torture I have been through? Oh, That's, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can imagine. Oh. I always tell Travis, like, he wants to go, oh, I want to go camping by myself. Or I want to go down Flint River, you know, for a three-night <laughs> trip down the river by myself. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's not really a smart idea. <laughs> because we have water moccasins yeah. and, you know, oh, yeah. uh, copperheads. Well, there's and, alligators down there, and too. And alligators. But, like, oh let's just be real here. So I, went, I, I did a day trip down the Flint River a couple years ago, which – and there's like some class four rapids when you first start, but it's pretty slow moving, moving river after that. I got down there and there was some people who had been like, they, I mean, there's nobody, you don't see anybody, but I got down there. It's about a eight mile trip and I was probably about three quarters of the way through it. And I started seeing people with boats and all, and they were like, you did this by yourself? And I was like, yeah, it was like three or four people that asked me that. And it just made me start thinking, what was that a? Dumb thing to do, but <laughs> good idea. <laughs> but I had a good time. It was quite memorable. Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm always for like safety first, but you know. Oh, I understand completely. <laughs> yeah. Can I have I, one? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I know we're about to come up on the 40 minutes or yeah. of the second one, but I wanted to ask you one thing, Ken. I've always been a fan of, and I know you went to that school at Teaching Drum. Yeah. There was one game that they played that I've seen that I never really wrap my head around. It's that spiderweb game. Did you play that when you were there, or do you know what I'm talking uh, about? I I think I do. So <laughs> I was there when he was just starting okay. up that school. Okay. So it was some of the first classes ever run. So we didn't actually okay play that game. Um, we were doing some blindfolded stuff where he set up stuff in the woods that we walk through. But this must not be what. No, this was like this, this was like if I can, if I'm remembering correctly, it was like a line, an invisible line that would attach to one part of somebody, then to somewhere else, and to something else, and they all played it. I couldn't get it. Like you know, I, I love everything that they do there. I just couldn't. And some people didn't get it. That was there, and there was apparently some sort of thing to get with it, and I just didn't know what that was, or if you had had done that. It's always uh, been on my mind when I knew that you went to that school. I didn't know if you got to play that game or not. I don't no, know. Oh, <laughs> I wish I could speak to it. <laughs> That's oh, funny. That was, that was there really early on. Right. It seemed like a really cool school. But, you, had, you should tell the story of the only night you ever slept inside when you were there for oh, your whole I don't know. three months. Do we have time? We've got about two minutes? five minutes. Yep. Five minutes. Okay, okay. It's a short one. You can do it. So he... I went up there and I was going to be an apprentice for three months is the idea. Mm-hmm. And, but he wasn't really running classes and he was kind of getting the school started. So I was basically left alone with a couple of the other apprentices. Okay. And I spent just a lot of time just in nature. And I had gone up there kind of afraid of the dark, but something shifted inside of me and I started to just feel like I was an animal and I wasn't afraid of anything. And that whole summer, I didn't sleep outside, inside once, once, except for one night, we were back at Tamarack's house and everybody else had decided to sleep in that night. Mm. And I was sleeping out there and, and I heard this sound coming through the woods and I thought, I'm a 
bear monster and I got my <laughs> knife and I was looking and mm-hmm. this thing was coming through the woods and coming through the woods and then it came out right in front of me into the clearing it was all black and it had this white stripe up the back and I'm I ran away <laughs> I didn't want to get sprayed by a skunk. <laughs> it was the one thing in the woods that yeah. really frightened me. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. <laughs> That's funny. Now I, now I know them as sweet little creatures in general, but oh my gosh. We yeah. can spray a long way. Yeah. 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 Okay. Riley has asked one question because she can't yeah. hear us. Um, she can only hear us. She can she only hear, hear Travis and I. She can't hear y'all. But she oh. just wrote a note and she asked um, because she knows that you guys are always out in the woods. Um, but she is curious to know if you guys have guns. Oh, good question. <laughs> so we own some guns. Mm-hmm. And teach the girls how to shoot, but we don't ever actually take them out into the woods. Right. And up north, boy, I mean, there were wolves and bears up there, but I actually never felt right. in danger at all. We'd go tracking the wolves and at night and mm-hmm. see in the winter. And so I feel less comfortable when there's a gun involved. Uh just because there's so many things that can go wrong. <laughs> right. And way more comfortable uh with just an attitude of open awareness right right yeah. but i like shooting guns yeah i like the precision you know and and the detail right right yeah i mean we we teach our kids that um you know, it is something to be, res- you be, our, be respectful of it, um, but sometimes it is something that you do need to have or to use. But it's not like when we go out into the woods, Travis will bring his gun, but it's not something that we're like, you know, waving out in the air kind of, you know. Yeah. yeah. Where it, it is there if absolutely necessary, but, you know, 99.999% yeah. of the time you will not need it. Yeah. Nice. Well, yep. I'm glad she posed the question. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, Kenton and Rebecca, I really appreciate this has been a lot of fun, but I appreciate y'all coming on here. And um, for everyone listening, where where can they um, find you? Uh, Rewild University on YouTube. I know you have your own website. It's yeah. They go to rewildu.com. Okay. R e w i l d u.com. They can find all of our stuff there. Books and YouTube and online courses. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Everything else. And all your podcasts. I saw you guys have yeah. all yes. your podcasts yeah. on there as well. So that's really awesome. And uh, everyone should, you know, take a look and check out their books and videos because these guys are awesome. You guys are seriously, we oh. we would love to have you on again. This is, oh. this is so we great. We would be honored. And likewise, thank you so much. It's just so great to find people <laughs> with similar ideas. Right. <laughs> thank well, you all so much. Thanks again. And y'all have a great weekend. And I uh, yeah, talk too. to you soon i'll send you a, a link um when this is um published and everything oh, yeah. as well yeah so you guys can Great. listen to it and um oh, we thank can... you yeah we'll promote it oh yeah. thank you so much y'all are awesome let's talk oh, soon too. oh yeah okay. our best to your whole family you too you. y'all's too. You too thank you all right good night. Good, night. good night do you have a story to tell do you have a story that's so crazy you believe it should live on the internet forever Do you know these stories that Travis and I talk about and you want to give your side of it and set us straight? Did you fight us in a parking lot somewhere? Did you almost fight us outside of a dive bar in Atlanta one time? That's okay because we would love to hear from you as well. Please email us at rttimespodcast at gmail.com. Wow, that was like I'm blown away. I, 
I've spoken to Kenton a couple of times through like his message, like a comment section on his, um, his channel, but I'm just blown away. They're really cool people you know I it's crazy we closer i know i was thinking that i was like these these people i could totally see being like our good friends yeah they're really down to earth and there's like this it's like instant instant connection that was really nice and they're very refreshing and they've mm-hmm. got lots of cool things to talk about um and just it's just it is good. I liked it a lot. It was very interesting to hear about their stories. And I hope they got to tell enough of their stories a lot. They're very good at turning the questions around. And I felt like sometimes we were talking about ourselves yeah. <laughs> too much. But, um, but you know, I mean, it was kind of neat that um, yeah, like, no, was... getting, like having a new friend that yeah, they want to know certainly. about you mm-hmm. and you want to know about them. Oh, I enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah, it was really cool. I liked it. And uh, I think that I hope that we have them on again. Yeah. I really and honestly, it makes me kind of want to like go to Wisconsin and <laughs> be like, hey, y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go stalk them. <laughs> no, let's, let's not stalk anyone because that is weird. But, you know, I mean, I think it would be really it'd be really cool. Yeah, they just it, seem like really are. awesome yep. people, really down to earth. I really I don't know if I said really enough, but I really like them. Yeah. Yeah. That was super cool. Now I want to, um, I want to like get their text, their phone number and text them and be like, Hey y'all. Yeah. Stalking. What are you doing? Stalking. I'm just kidding. Stalker. It's not stalking. (laughs) So we had Riley on in the beginning, uh, because Eric is not here and Riley was not actually in the podcast because we had to do something a little bit different tonight. We had to do a little Zoom. Um, we did a Zoom meeting as, as opposed to a call in yeah. because we had two people on and um, it, it was just that was, was the easiest way easier, to do it. Easier. And that way they had a better um, one. It wasn't one fighting over the other, but it really worked out well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually had so much fun that um, the free Zoom, because, you know, this is we like don't do Zoom enough. and we did round two, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah. You know, like the sound of music um, type intermission. No, it's a piece of tape. Obi has now oh, made no. cats. He's he's playing soccer in the kitchen <laughs> with a piece of tape, a balled up piece of tape. So podcat. Welcome to podcat. <laughs> and Eric, for you. You missed it. You You missed it. It was so awesome. But I did not bring up. Any bodily functions? Well, we did in the beginning. They did. You're talking about man peeing on the side of the road. <laughs> oh, shoot. No, in the podcast, like in the meat of the podcast. No, Let's be specific. Oh, with Let's, the interview? Yeah, with okay. the interview. They brought it up. Not me, Eric. Just want to say. But we still got it in. We got it in. And we got the cats in. So see what happens when you go to Disney. Eric. We know you're in Disney, too. We know we're in Disney. We know where you Not are. Not fooling anybody. We are stalking you. Well, very good. I um, I guess next week we'll do it again, and I imagine Eric will be back unless. Yeah, maybe so. But I do want to. Um, I do want to plug Rewild University mm. again. Um, it's rewildu.com um and go check them out please y'all um you know buy their book look at uh look at their youtube videos i mean anybody especially in today i'm buying buying, maybe i'm gonna buy one and maybe you buy one it's the same (laughs) account 
<laughs> just buy them both at the same time. I'm kidding you. But yes, I'm gonna I am so curious about the Chasing Turkeys book. I want to learn more about that. So. Yes, it's very cool. He's got two books out, which is awesome. So they're not promote they haven't really started promoting the sec the second book yet, but um Has it dropped or I think it's Can available you pre-order it? on their site. I'm right here. Let me. Oh, you can. You can buy it. Yes. All right, cool. So, yeah, we'll buy it. Travis will read it. I'll get the Cliff Notes version. If I can get time to read it, I will. I'm really curious about the turkey one. <laughs> um, and then. Well, that's what I meant. Like, you buy one, I buy one. Then we, sw- we read them, then we switch. Oh. You yeah. read one and then I read the right. other. That's what I meant by us both like buying it. Like I didn't mean like. No, you totally meant like I needed to buy one, but it's okay. the exact same account. <laughs> Weirdo. Anyway, Rewild University, Kenton and Rebecca. And it's just awesome. So everybody go check out their website, check out their podcasts. And they they are actually podcasts not podcasts. Yeah, they have several seasons of Unleash Your Life and it's it's a lot of good stuff in there. Um I haven't listened to every episode, but I've listened to a few and uh they're just they're a, a plethora of like information just Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So, um definitely go check them out. And while you're listening to their podcast, you should definitely listen to ours as well because you know, we're kind of cool too. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, maybe. But we're having fun. We are having fun. We're trying to so, bring some quality, quality hey, and maybe, entertainment to you Maybe guys. soon we'll have some merch and you guys can walk around with um, T-shirts or, or a mug or something that says, remember the times. Yep. I'm not sure. But we, we've got some things in the works, but we need your support. And I guess we'll see you next Friday. We're going to talk to, um, I think we're going to talk to Mitchell next Friday. We'll figure it out. So I guess we'll uh, we'll do it again next Friday. Next Friday, and Eric will be back. Bye, everybody. See you soon, or hear you. I'm not sure. Bye bye.